short, there are three things that last, faith, hope and love, and the greatest of these is love. Welcome to Love Lighthouse podcast and the broadcast for today, which is actually recorded on today itself, which is really good. Um, it's for Thursday the 16th of June 2022. And <clears throat> yeah, so this is the day which some people will be celebrating as um, Corpus Christi, Corpus Christi, and uh, the body of Christ. And it's a solemnity. Um, our church and um, many other churches will be celebrating or focusing rather on this most specifically on this Sunday this week and so that will be obviously in a few days from now well less than a few days from now that'll be Sunday the 19th of June 2022 and so it is a beautiful solemnity um Today, though, what we have is really great. Of course, we're not kind of overly bound to the tradition, but we're putting um, our focus um, today on what the church will be putting their focus on. And today in our local church, there was a funeral for um, a lady who was actually visiting nearby um, when she actually passed away. And she is from... Maine I believe in Canada and so this is a day as I say where her life has been focused on and um, her passing into um, eternity. So many blessings today to that lady and her family and all of the wider church of course throughout our locale over across there where that lady comes from as well as throughout the world too to all of you especially all of you of good intent i am going to be sharing with you something quite specifically different with regards to um today's broadcast and we've got um something which is all about you know it's a particular verse you know how that happens at times we'll focus on a particular verse that comes up and it's to focus on truth and righteousness so it is a beautiful message that is going out today so i want you to um listen to that as well and we will continue on with this but what i want to do is to set us up um to be ready for this solemnity but also as we are going to be celebrating or rather focusing I would say because it's more solemnity which is serious we're going to look at that on Sunday um, here in Scotland in particular. So let's have a look at what the readings are. Now um, I might want to have a look at our readings from the oh no I don't think well, we won't have any listed for today being that it is, um, the, was rather the funeral. But let me have a look and see, just to make sure. Right, yeah. So this should be linking up. Yeah, it is Genesis 14, 18 to 20, Psalm 109. Yep, um, all linking up. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three to 26. And then look as well. There's a song in between. But then the last uh, reading is from Luke chapter 9, verses 11 to 17. 
So, let me just take a look at the wider calendar just to double check. It's a broadcast that's going worldwide, Margaret. Thank you. All right, let me just check everybody listening into that. Yes, I've got here on the main day as well for Thursday that that is the case. It isn't until um, Sunday I've got here on the wider calendar. So it's just more of a kind of universalis um, that has Thursday listed as a solemnity. But the overall calendar... And um, which um I had known about before as well, it has Corpus Christi on the Sunday. Now looking forward as well, the twenty fourth Friday the twenty fourth is another solemnity. It is the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary Memorial is on the Saturday, and so that's important to bear these in mind as these are really big days coming up, um next week and next weekend okay and then our other really big dates are kind of well we've got the 25th for james the feast uh we've also that's july i'm talking about but before the end of june a really big day and um, which is peter and paul solemnity so there is a lot going on all in all throughout these next couple of months and then August of course very important the Queenship of Mary on the 22nd of August and even before that the Assumption the Solemnity there um, on the 15th of August 2022 a lot going on indeed so let us prepare for this um, by reading a little bit from this I'm not going to read all that there is to read but I am going to read what I'm called to read. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. So it's the feeding of the 5,000 from the Gospel of Luke. Chapter 9, verses 11 to 17. Jesus made the crowds welcome and talked to them about the kingdom of God, and he cured those who were in need of healing. It was late afternoon when the twelve came to him and said, Send the people away, and they can go to the villages and farms round about to find lodging and food. For we are in a lonely place here, he replied. Give them something to eat yourselves. But they said, We have no more than five loaves and two fish. Unless we are to go ourselves and buy food for all these people, for there were about 5,000 men. But he said to his disciples, get them to sit down in parties of about 50. They did so and made them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish, raised his eyes to heaven and said the blessing over them. Then he broke them and handed them to his disciples to distribute among the crowd. They all ate as much as they wanted, and when the scraps remaining were collected, they filled twelve baskets. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have you ever noticed that? That, you know, sometimes when you go to eat something without saying grace or without thinking about it, I don't know if you do this, 
But let's say perhaps you go to start without saying a prayer, whether it's private or saying grace out loud, I don't know. Um, I tend to do private uh, prayer, like is commanded of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, believe me, it like just works so much better in most cases. But when we're called to shine a light on something, then we must do that too. So, you know, Sometimes when I'm at church and we're having a meal or dinner um, in Glasgow, we'll be very particular to say grace because it's a very traditional church and um, it's a very respectful. And uh, saying the words out loud really do, at times, you know, there is a reason for this. Not always are we called to do that, sometimes in silence, but sometimes the hearing, the saying and the hearing of the words just reminds us again. It's kind of like what... Jesus did and if Jesus did it then we can do it but again we must be called specifically in that moment to be able to do it you know it must be for the right intent and um, rather as opposed to be like a teaching point you know if we do it just as a teaching point say here this is what we do even if you don't do it then we've got the wrong intent you know it shouldn't be about drawing attention to ourselves or kind of you know to try to one-up or anything it has to be you know what I mean for like godly reasons, um, like Jesus was doing. So godly reasons, Jesus would have had this particular reason that he wanted to bless everyone with this, truly, okay? So he wasn't just making a teaching point. He was literally just from the depth of his heart wanting to bless the food and to bless everybody there. He cared so much about them. So genuinely, it was for that reason. It wasn't a teaching point say, this is how you do it. It was just genuinely from his heart. And we can see that the differences between these points and then other points where he'd be teaching and it would draw a different kind of reaction and response. And we can see that. So if we want to um, have a good reaction and response that really is from the depth of our hearts, we've got to take it from there. And if it's genuinely for everyday, you know, that's a really good place to start. It's very, very successful, of course, because it's genuine. It's, it's really felt. That doesn't mean to say that other things that aren't genuine, um, sometimes, um, you know, they don't always go as plain sailing. Um, even like a teaching point might be for a very good reason, but again, because it's kind of like that, it's got a little bit of an edge on it. You know what I mean, okay? Um, so this didn't have any edge on it. It was just really from the depths of his heart, and everybody knew. Now, when we do that, though, we know ourselves the difference that it makes that. When we maybe forget as opposed to then we, we realise, oh my gosh, I've just started, you know, getting into this food without really properly respecting this gift and, and why I'm even in this process of nourishing my body and why I have this body to nourish. Um, and especially us as a body of Christ, how that then impacts the wider body of Christ in terms of the, the church and then throughout. So to make sure that we're staying in that right place and you know we are doing the best by ourselves and everybody else we be in thanks for that and what a difference I bet you will know that it makes as to how you respect it but also how you receive it because sometimes like if you eat something without being thankful first for it you don't respect it you're you're devouring it and it's not really filling you up it's not really nourishing you if you don't do it in the glory of God but if you're doing it in thanks and for the glory of God and for everybody in that place, you'll know. You respect every 
mouthful that bit more and you know as you do that it's a physiological thing as well we all know like if you eat fast your body is not gonna like you know it won't tell you that you're full until like later but if you eat it with respect your body your mind has time to process and it knows when it is full because you're eating it in a nice respectful pace right so the body the mind has time to communicate hormonally and say oh yeah that's me full and you stop eating so you don't need to eat as much so that's because you're consuming it with the love of christ respectfully at a good pace and there's that time for you to be to be thinking in these ways rather than thinking carnally and just eating quickly now i'm not saying there's anything terribly wrong with that if you do that without meaning do you know what i mean without meaning to do some people will do that and it's because they love food so much and they love the gift that they've got so it's not to say it's all one way but you know what i mean it's just quite a different way of eating altogether and so it does it makes the difference he took that time to bless it it's taken time and respect for the gift that's been given and then other people receiving that with that blessing over it then are elevated in their state of consumption as well as the food is elevated to to that new level and it's something very symbolic here when we think about corpus christi the body of christ and actually the eucharist and how it is elevated as there is a ceremony and worship and the understanding the fact that it links back to the last supper and to everything that happened it's a beautiful memorial and remembrance now i talk a lot about this between people that understand that and then people that look to more of an um you know the the eucharist is an outer thing you know um and that's different from even their own body where they shouldn't because they have to understand the pentecost and that's what happens if they don't receive the holy spirit of christ they are only looking to the eucharist all the time and they elevate it to such a high standard that when they are not having it they could be in a state of, you know, sin because they're not receiving the Holy Spirit. And we're not, it's not to say everybody's perfect or should be perfect. Or there's this expectation that everyone should be doing that, you know, to the highest level at all times. Um, but to each own's highest level that we can manage with that in mind, mindfully. So it is important to understand that, yes, it is a memorial. Yes, because of the priesthood is the very first and this is what really links it all in together but you'll hear this on Sunday and um, the actual order of um, the priesthood is what allows for this and um, even you know starting from Christ allows um, such a, a transfiguration to be able to take place but it is not separate from that which has already taken place in Christ and then that which should already have taken place within our own selves. Now, here's the part. I'm not going to say too much because this is going to be on Sunday. Here is the part. That there's a specific piece of scripture which talks about the Eucharist in that it emphasises the fact of Christ's death as opposed to the resurrection and ascension. That every time you take this, you are 
basically doing this in memory of Christ, but you're proclaiming his death. And the question therefore is perhaps for many that, but what if I've received the Holy Spirit, so therefore that is Christ in the new life? If I am in communion with Christ in the new life, that means Christ is um, with me. And therefore people might be questioning, well, should they then therefore be doing something which mostly emphasizes his death? That is a relational um, point between each person and their relationship with God individually as to where they are with Christ and then what the um, level is of sanctity with regards to the Eucharist and the transfiguration there and their relationship with God by acceptance of the Holy Spirit and where they are with that and then how the bigger picture is seen and understood internally. <clears throat> and so I'm not going to stop entirely right now, but that is <coughs> a big thing for so many people. And it is all about the vision. It is all about the vision and how the sight is received. And we hear a lot about this, um, you know, even with St. Paul and how his sight was healed. The continual conversion means it's not always like, oh, your sight is, you know, revealed in such a huge way. It's like an unfolding, a gradual process as well. So you can perhaps look forward to greater depths of awareness with regards to the Eucharist, but also Christ within us and what's going on side by side there and holistically, and then the different processes that we're called to take as a result. As that sight unfolds, as that vision unfolds, and we become greater and greater aware for what we're uniquely called to at each point in time along the process. So blessings, um, really looking forward to this on Sunday. And um, now we're going to move on to the next part of this which is a little bit more down to earth a little bit more low-key and we're going to be uh, going to a specific part of the scriptures and you hear and find out that we're drawn to that part of a verse which talks about truth and righteousness welcome to love lighthouse podcast and this is our broadcast for today this is actually being broadcast being recorded that is um, in terms of broadcast as well on the same day. So this is for Thursday the 16th of June 2022. Now quite often I do these well in advance. Um, I probably have one recorded already for today but I just have so many recorded I'm like you know so if I do then it's a bonus if not then well it's still all good it's all here in the one place. Um, but as I say, I usually do it well in advance, so it's always good to come back on the actual day. Even if you listen to it in advance, come back and listen on the actual day. But this one is all in the one day um, for you. So you hear it once um, in terms of this one here, and that's you. So um, not to say that I might not add certain bits in later on. You never know, I might. So just double check anyway. Um, but here we are, and... 
I am going to see what we're being drawn to today. Uh, I've got the same one, which comes up quite a bit. Um, no, I'm feeling called to the first one. It's Ephesians 6. Okay, so that's Ephesians chapter 6, and it's verse 14. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. That's it. Truth and righteousness are the two main key words that stand out there today. That is a beautiful one for today. Um, I was thinking there was going to be that one about, you know, um, when I was sort of getting 14, I thought, oh, we've had that one before about, and many of the brethren in the Lord waxing confident by my bonds are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Yes, that's lovely, but it's not that one. It's the one about truth and righteousness in particular today that we're called to. So as I say, it is a lovely one. Both of them are really good, but this one is really lovely. Um, get your loins with truth. So no matter what it is, in other words, girting your loins, it's almost like sometimes we have to be ready because when we're explaining and expressing the truth you know that truth may be comfortable or may not be comfortable to other people but when we're not led by the world or the worldly in other words telling falsities or niceties just to try and impress or please others but we're actually just telling the truth from what we know in God at whatever level that we're at and see this is why Things can be perspective-based to a certain extent. Not all um, parts are. There are ultimate truths. But then there are also parts where, well, this is what it is now. And as you evolve, your perspective on something can change. But whatever it is and wherever our place is with God with regards to something, that truth must be expressed whatever we um with good intent, again, um, this is this is the whole point. You should never set out to just express or say a truth in order to hurt someone or in order to annoy someone, but because God's calling you to that. So again, it's a case of sensitivity, but in any case, you're going to stand, I stand in the truth. Um, I'm going to tell you something. Um, we've had to deal with people that are just, are, I, I don't know. I'm starting to wonder if it's like one person that's encouraging. Um, I know power and principality it is, <laughs> but encouraging certain types of, you know, fixated behaviour on me by one person in particular and then they might have been influencing that or trying to influence that fixated behaviour through a group of people. Um, and so that's kind of coming about a little bit more now in terms of, you know, obviousness. Um, <clears throat> now let me see yeah so ultimately what happened was um, we had a um, situation with Mail where Mail was going missing and it had been checked out in terms of like you know mum was like well my mail's just come in on a Sunday. Obviously, that's not a time for your mail to be coming in. Mail doesn't come in on Sundays from, um, yeah, the postal service usually. So, 
Um, we checked that out and she was like, can you look at the cameras? And the cameras show someone in particular coming in round with that town out. Didn't just happen the ones that happened on several occasions. An important government mail has gone missing. And so it was just at the point where it was like that. And um, my mum as well, obviously, is a little bit um, older, quite a bit older, because she had me as um, an older mum as well. So, anyway, she had actually just picked up a bundle of mail and opened um, one, it happened to be someone else's, in um, the past as well. They're long gone um, from here now and stuff like that. And um, in any case, she had been informing me of all these, you know, problems with it. So in order to deal with it, we've had, like, the mail been delivered directly to everyone's door, kind of organised that. I know that's just a legal, normal, everyday situation everybody expects, but that hadn't been happening here. And then all of a sudden it was happening, which is good. And then we thought, right, to make it easier for everyone so it's definitely secure and it's easy access for the mailman as well like you know dealing with a situation like this we'll just have mailboxes installed so we had them installed um and there was um a random camera had just found itself or what looks like a camera just found itself downstairs and so we sought to find out what the camera was for and if indeed it would be able to pick up, if it was someone trustworthy, then it could be a good thing. It would obviously be able to pick up and what's going on in terms of the mailboxes like to ensure their further security. Um, we gave, gave everyone initially like a key and um, kept a spare. I did research after um, looking into this to think, well, you know, let's give people as much confidence as possible, especially when you don't know what's happening with regards to that camera or whatever. Um, and let's just give it into the, the hands of each individual person. So we gave all of the keys, the only two keys that there were, um, which meant there were no spare keys now because there are only two keys per occupant. So every occupant got their two keys um, so that it made them confident and have more control over their own mailbox. As I say, because we didn't get any feedback with regards, didn't get any, um, and very strange, interesting, not good at all. But we didn't get anything back in terms of what that camera's for. So that's very dodgy indeed. So that's why we thought, well, we don't know what's going on, but we'll just instill um, confidence RE to this so that it works as well for every day and nobody's held accountable even if someone were to get into one of the flats or what, which we hope would never happen anything that's not gonna happen but in any case it just means that every single person is definitely responsible for their own like mailbox security and um, with their own key two keys rather so that's all occurring um that's just the way that it is and so it went from uh, this one person being okay with of that being installed, but then when they found out they couldn't get access to anyone's spare key or to anyone's key, or one of the keys at least, they started showing their issues with that, with regards to that. And I'm like, well, it's done. It was already agreed, but you know, that it was to occur. Um, 
that person agreed to it, we agreed to it. Everyone agrees that they should be able to have legal access to their mail, which is just illegal, right? Uh, there wasn't any legal secure point to the mail before. And um, it wasn't exactly a convent or anything like that, that we were all living in or a monastery. So, you know, it's quite a different circumstance, different people living in the building and um, all the rest. So, and anyway, so we all decided... And so that is the truth. That is the actual, the way that things have kind of occurred. Um, so in any case, if, for example, someone happened to lose both their keys, which is completely unlikely, but if they do, um, well, I hope it's completely unlikely, but if they do, I've managed to find research that shows that it is, you know, possible to actually insert a new lock in these things. Now, I don't know how easy that would be, but I can see that it's um, possible. So all we've done is say, right, okay, well, it would cost us to change, like, an entire lock in the unlikely case that both keys would be lost. So there's absolutely no need for anyone else, now that we know that, that that's available, um, apart from the person themselves, to have their two keys so again it just heightens the security heightens the control each person has over it makes everything a lot better a, more, a lot more safer and um a lot more like less worry or concern or responsibility piled on any other, one other person um and or a group of people so that's it that's all good and um yeah it just brings down um the the level of um control and all the rest of its security right down to a very simple level i still want to know what's going on with that the camera doesn't seem right that no one can give an answer with regards to it especially if we thought well you know it has to be someone trustworthy uh, with regards to this if we're you know installing these um and so yeah bit strange but we will find out in any case I'm right just to say this I um don't really know what else to say apart from the fact it's just simple righteousness that I have God we called with God to do this and um that's it really simple as that and um, there's no other righteousness required there's nothing overreaching it's just as very very simple as that just a very just clean, clear, good and godly situation altogether. That's it. Well, from our point and what's going on with us and our intent. But yeah, a bit strange about that camera there. bit strange about the, the backwards and forth thing with regards to, you know, when that person found they couldn't gain access or they couldn't have any kind of um, keys Um to other people's mailboxes which is very interesting indeed very strange um it's the truth and i'm righteous to talk about this because it's got to be highlighted it must be highlighted so there we go there you have it um i think that's that well that's just one example i mean there are so many different examples um that we could have 
but I think we'll stop it there and if there's anything else that we're going to add in I will do check out Love Lighthouse got some great fun reels on there for you not Love Lighthouse but Vicky um Semple Vicky Elizabeth Semple online and they're all to do with Love Lighthouse I might try do like a an actual Love Lighthouse page and get you all to kind of come on to that you'll be more than welcome we do have um, other pages as well, which are just skyrocketing. Other people taking over a lot of these, um, like, you know, the vegan worldwide and all that and veggie kind of things as well. Um, but Love, Love Lighthouse are out there and I should maybe kind of spark them up again, get them going or get Love Lighthouse like fully started properly and um, get reels attached to that and things so you can all join in there as well. Blessings to all of you of good intent. All of you hearing this are like, yeah, that makes sense, Vicky. Yep, that totally makes sense. I'm loving it. It is the truth. It is righteous. It's appropriate. It's good. Good on you. So thank you for all your good positive prayers and thoughts and many your way as well. Many blessings. So people were heading on to the 15 minute mark with this. I'm going to stop there. But just remember that with you today. Um, keep in your honesty, your truthfulness and um, righteousness with God, those of you that are called in God to do the right thing, to say the right things, to encourage others as well. Thank you.